Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy. But you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great. Filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. We didn't do shows yesterday because I was having major technical difficulties. I'm still having technical difficulties today, but I'm just rolling with it. I was reminded that pre-technology, we used to just like read and talk on home phones and all the things. So I'm trying to embrace like the old school way of life right now while I deal with all my technical difficulties but my internet's up so i can do my show woo, woo, woo. shout out to crystal michelle mandy connie what up in the live chat uh recovering all things love and paradise season two episode five translating the truth the truth the truth um y'all i've just i've had a lot of time because you know i don't i didn't have I didn't have all my technology last night. So if I act crazy, it's because I've had to just entertain myself pre-technology and it's been fascinating. So um, let's do some housekeeping. Bottom of the screen is where you can um, support the show. And I encourage you to support the show. Uh, YouTube, we have Super Chat, Super Stickers. And then I wanted to ask you guys, you're making it work. Yes, girl. Yes, I'm making it work. Yes. Okay, so totally random question to you guys. Do my lips look bigger? Look. Right, because I don't have big lips, but I feel like they look bigger today because I did a little something, something. So do they, hi, Vanessa. Do my lips look bigger? Do I got a Darcy vibe going on? Okay, wait. Let me not do that. Let me just act normal. Okay, look. They look bigger, right? Like plump. Yes, Connie. Yes. I'm using this MAC thing and this, like, I don't know what, but it's like this lip gloss thingy. I put them together and all of a sudden my lips look plumper. I'm like a full lip lady. (laughs) Crystal said if you squint with one eye. Michelle says, yeah. Mandy says, they're catching a new highlight. You look gorgeous. Yes, you have plumper. Right? Thank you, Vanessa. Despite what Crystal says, I can feel like they feel bigger. Look. See, look. They look like plump and like juicy. Anyhow. this This little pinky thing and this little thing. I put them together. I thought I was doing something special today on a Saturday since we don't normally have Saturday shows. And I feel like I have juicy, a juicy look. 
Uh, has Darcy had any more surgery since the show? Yes, absolutely, Michelle. She's had uh, that cat lift with her eyes um, like this. We talk about it a lot of news and gossip because I just can't get over it. But her and her sister definitely have had uh, a lot more surgery since the show. All right, let's talk about Ariana and Sherlon. So Ariana brought Odin to Jamaica, and she feels like they should be one big happy family together. It's the first time together as a family. And, you know, Sherlon is really trying to be a dad. He's trying to co-parent. He's trying to be the best dad that he can be, first-time dad. Um, but he's not really feeling Ariana. But she's like, listen, if I had your baby, that means we're a family. So if you want to be with Odin, you, ha you have to be with me, which is insane to me. But it's also her vibe since last, last season, right? So she's there overnight. They didn't have sex. They had a cuddle session. She had an issue with that. But Odin's really not feeling her. Like, excuse me. Sharon's not really feeling her. He's feeling his son. But he's not really trying to be with her. And she can't get that into her thick head. So she's like, yeah, we had a cuddle session. But that was basically it. And so he's making, like, hot chocolate. He's trying to be, like, a good dad. Trying to co-parent. Trying to, like, figure this thing out as a first-time dad. And he hands Ari the paternity paperwork that she's been talking about and complaining about, right? Because she wanted him to send it to her in America so that she could put him on the birth certificate. But he was like, listen, I work seven days a week. I have two jobs. There's no FedEx around me. I couldn't do it. But here it is. Like, I, I filled it out. And I personally think that he just didn't have the money, right? Like, often we forget that, you know... Some of these beautiful countries that that are just amazing that we go to the resorts, they're still considered third world and the workers don't make a lot of money. So I think that it was less about like, oh, I couldn't find a FedEx and more about, hey, I'm trying to keep a roof over my head and I actually can't afford to send this FedEx all the way to America. I, I really think that that's what it was. Um, and he said the same thing. He said it was tricky for him to to send, and he takes the blame for not sending it. But here it is. Here it is. I filled it out. I just didn't have the opportunity to send it to you, right? So Mandy said, right? He's literally a motorboater at a swingers resort. And Crystal says, wasn't it a long drive to? Yeah, like. At the end of the day, I just think that he couldn't afford it. I think that, that that was the issue. So he gives it to her. She's happy that he sent it, he filled it out, but she's kind of still like being bitchy about everything, right? So whatever. She feels like, oh, okay, because he filled it out, we're one step closer to being a family. And I'm like, nah, you guys are just gonna be co-parents. He's doing his part, you do your part. Why are why Ariana? Why? Why? Why are we here? You decided to have unprotected sex on vacay. You thought this guy who was giving you the attention that you were obviously missing in your life was super in love with you. And therefore you decided, hey, yeah, I'm gonna have unprotected sex with him. You go home, you find out you're pregnant, and now this dude is forced to be your dude. You guys don't even know each other like that. And he doesn't even know you like that. And you're like forcing this crazy family situ dynamic for what reason? Just because you have a baby? I don't think that that's necessarily the reason to be a family. Like you can co-parent and be like, hey, you know what? Maybe I made a mistake. Maybe I was doing my thing. Whatever the case may be, there's a child involved here. And at the end of the day, the child should be the most important and forefront to all of the nonsense and I can't I can't wrap my mind around her like trying to force Sherlon to be in a relationship with her just because they have a baby it's like weird right Mandy Mandy said this lady at 28 realizing dudes say whatever to get it in lol facts those are facts so uh, they get up in the morning and 
Shulan has like a mentor slash best friend. His name is James. And so Sherlon wants to introduce, you know, his baby to the people that are important to his life, which I totally get. And so they go over to James's house and um, James is basically, oh, thanks, Blanca. Everyone say, hey, Blanca. Hey, girl. Hey, everyone. Welcome, Blanca. She's new. Hey, Linda. I love your channel. Hey, girl. Hey. All right. So they go over to James. And James is like, listen, it's all about your baby now. It's all about Odin. Go ahead and cherish Odin, cherish the mom, and, you know, try to work this out. And Sherlon makes a huge announcement. He's like, I don't want to live in the United States, which I think is huge, right? Because as we watch 90 Day Fiance, as we see, like, how many people are using for green cards and stuff. Sherlon's not that. And that's what I appreciate about Sherlon is that he's always been super direct, right? Yeah, he, and excuse my language, okay? Excuse my, it's a Saturday, so I can say whatever I want. So yeah, he fucked this girl on vacay, but he wasn't expecting to see her again because that's what he does. He works at a swinger resort. He works somewhere on a boat. He meets tourists all day, every day. And yeah, he gets it in all day, every day with random people that he knows he's never going to see again. So that's what he thought was going to happen with Ariana. But lo and behold, that that sperm hit it. It hit it. Hit the target. Boom. Now he's a dad. But he wasn't expecting to ever see this chick again. So for her to be like, hey we need to be in a relationship. He's like, nah, I'm like, I'm not really feeling a relationship. Plus I don't want to move to America. I've never said I want to move America. That's your idea. I've never said that I wanted to go there. So doesn't want to live in the U S and Ariana gets all pissy about it. And she's like, well, how are you going to get to know your kid? How are you going to have a family if you don't move to the U S well, Again, super selfish American way of thinking that, oh, he has to come to you because you come to you live in America and everyone wants to come to America. That's not necessarily the case. Like he's saying he doesn't want to be there. So you're saying if he doesn't come to the US, he can't be a part of his child's life. Well, did you ever think of maybe you can move to Jamaica or maybe they're somewhere halfway? Like, you're not having that conversation. You're just assuming with your American privilege that he's going to want to come to America. And he's saying, nope, I'm not feeling it. I've never wanted to come to America. I'm cool where I am. So she gets all pissy about it. And she's like, you know, how are you going to ever know your son if you don't move to America? And he's like, you know, I have to want to be there. You know, it'd be dishonest of me if I said, I love you so much. I want to come to America and be with you. And I appreciate, again, Sherlock's honesty because he's like, listen, I get that I'm a dad and I love Odin. I'm glad I get to meet him for the first time. But you and I, it's been like a year and you were just a, a vacay fling. I can't commit to being with you and saying I love you. That would be a lie. I appreciate his honesty, right? He's like, we have to work on us and figure out whether we're going to work out before I make any drastic decisions. Because right now you're just baby mama and baby mama that I don't even know very well. So there's that. Right. And then he get, he goes on to say, you know, it's either going to work or it's not going to work. Um, and we'll figure it out. And James, his mentor is like, well, you know what? Her love is yours. She's clearly in love with you. So you can either decide to be with her or not be with her, but don't break her heart. And Odin, like, excuse me, Sherlin rolls his eyes. And I would have rolled my eyes too. Listen, you are vacay, bae. I am not obligated to do anything except be a great co-parent because we created a baby. It's ridiculous. Crystal says, I don't blame Sherlon. He got the beach, he, the ganja, and all the cakes he wants. Who would come to the U.S. to not work and be cooped up in a small town? Facts. Let's just look at um, Kobe. You know what I mean? Look at Kobe and Kobe's life in a small town. Sherlon's not feeling that. He's got the beautiful vacay life. 
works on a boat, works on a swingers resort that's like all naked. Yeah, let me come to the U.S. to small town um, Chicago where my wife doesn't work. She lives at home. She has a baby. I won't be able to work for the first little while, at least like six months to a year. So they're going to have to support me. She's already needy as fuck. Like, why would I do that? Those are all facts. 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 <sighs> so, allegedly, Odin wasn't sleeping well at Sherlon, so they checked into a hotel, which I totally think is scripted. They wanted to have that hotel vibe. They wanted to see Sherlon in his element. They wanted to have like other beautiful people around because Sherlon did all the things. He got an air conditioner. He got a bouncy house. He got like a little, I don't, I don't know what they're called, but a little, you know, crate thingy for the baby. So they were fine. They were fine. Odin's not sleeping well. They have to go to a hotel. Like that just seems super scripted to me. But anyways, Odin's not sleeping well. So they check into a hotel and Ariana decides that she has questions because she wants to know where she is with this relationship with Sherline. And she's having trust issues because they're in a long distance relationship. And so she asks him, have you been seeing other people? And he's honest. He's like, yeah, I've been seeing other girls. I've had some other girls. I'm not in a relationship, but it's been a year since I've seen you. So yeah, if you don't think I got, you know, my little dingling wet, then you would be surprised because I'm not in a committed relationship with you. You were a vacay, hit it and quit it. And all of a sudden we have a baby, but that's not going to stop me from seeing other people, which is what he's been doing. She freaks the fuck out. Okay? She freaks out. She's like, I can't believe it. I've been in this relationship with you. I'm your baby mama. I deserve respect. And if I can't trust you, then I don't know what's going to happen with Odin. I don't know if I'm going to put your name on the birth certificate. And that pissed me off, you guys. Here's the thing. And I keep continuing to say it. What you're not about to do is use your child as a bargaining tool because you're not getting what you want. You two are grown-ass adults, Ariana. And for the simple fact that you want to use your son against your baby daddy makes you look like an asshole. Like, you're an asshole. You're an immature asshole who you got your feelings hurt. This dude doesn't want to be with you, but it doesn't make it okay for you to use his kid against him because you want to be with him. Garbage. Garbage. When she said that, I was like, you're trash. You're trash and everything coming out of your mouth is trashy. And the simple fact that you want to hold his son against him as he's trying to be a good co-parent and is a first-time dad, you're trash to me. So then I was just like, you know what? You're trash. But then for the first time in two seasons, I didn't also agree with Sherlon's answer because he's like, if a female comes, you know, into a heterosexual man's life, whether she's married or not, whether or not she has a husband at home, it doesn't matter because if she's going to come on to you, any heterosexual is going to go with that. And I was like, oh, Sherlon, you had me up until this episode because you're making it seem like every dude cheats because they can. And that could be true or not, but not every dude cheats. And yeah, you're going to have tons of options all the time, but you make a conscious decision when you decide to be with someone and in a committed relationship to just be with that person. So then when he was like, oh, you know, I've never been a faithful guy. Weakness is my whim is women, all this stuff. I was like, oh, you're just being the stereotype right now. And I'm not feeling it. You lost me here, Sherlon. You lost me. You lost me because instead of just saying, hey, listen, I'm a single man. 
and I want to do single man things. And if I have hit it and quit it, if I have one night stands, if, if I'm in casual relationships and so be it, I'm a single man. But instead, you had to like take that extra step, Sherlock, and be like, oh, well, I'm a heterosexual. Doesn't matter if the woman's married or not, if she's beautiful and coming on to me. I have no control of my feelings and I've never been faithful in my grown ass life. I was like, oh, you know what? See, you lost me there, Sherlock. You lost me because basically you're saying all men cheat. And what is unfortunate to me is that you're buying into a stereotype of black men, which up until this point, whole two seasons, episode five, you were not the stereotype and you're creating the stereotype, which I was just like, boo, boo, boo. Just, just say you're single, you're singling and you're mingling. And we can all understand that all the extra stuff, like you've never been faithful in your life and all. It was too much for me, you guys. He lost me at that moment. And so Ariana is in her feelings, and she's like, you know, if you say if you're going to be with other women, then, you know, shit's going to be different, she says. Um, you know, if you're going to be absent with the finances, you're not going to be with me in a committed relationship, and you're not going to help me raise him, then... She's like, it makes me not want to put you on the birth certificate. It makes me not want to be with you. And so she's blackmailing him. So she's basically saying, if you don't be with me, then you can't legally be Odin's dad, which I thought was disgusting. So I, I'm at the end of their, their scene, I was like disgusted with both of them because they're both being assholes. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Moving on to Abby and Gabby, the fraud. Abby, Abby's a fraud. That's all I have to say. And Abby took a gamble and the gamble didn't work out for her. And not only is she losing her green card ticket to America, but she's probably going to lose her 10-year relationship with Gabby. So uh, they're in Puerto Vallarta. And as we know, Frankie decided that he's not going because he didn't want to break up this 10-year relationship by proposing to Abby because he's in love with her. He decided he's not going to go on the trip. So instead, his best friend Rodney and his fiance or wife, Selena, they end up coming to Puerto Vallarta and meeting up with Gabby and Abby. And the first thing Abby wants to know is what happened? Where's Frankie? Why didn't he show up? What's happening? He's not taking my calls. And Ronnie kind of feels awkward because he feels like he's, you know, in between and in a position where he has to now explain everything and it's not his situation to explain. But Abby wants to know, right? Because her green card ticket is not answering her phone calls. So they check in and they're like, hey, we'll meet you later. They rented a boat for the day. They're going to go out on the ocean and have a great day. And as soon as they get there, Abby can't let shit go. So she's like, where's Frankie? What happened? Why didn't he come? Did he get sick? Is work bad? Like, why is he not here? I don't understand because I'm supposed to be going to America. He's supposed to be marrying me. And now he's not, he's not answering my calls. And Ronnie says, you know, he was feeling more for one girl than the other. And this is the first, and, in the meantime, right, because Gabby doesn't speak English, Abby is translating all of this, and she feels like she's in a difficult position because if she translates it correctly, she's in trouble. But if she doesn't translate it incorrectly or correctly, she's still in trouble. So because she hasn't been open and honest in her 10-year relationship, you guys, which I think is super foul of her, you know, she deserves to lose it all because she's been foul all across the board. And like totally, like Mama Karen said, harvesting the American dollar. Fuck you, Abby. You took a chance. You tried to like not only shut out your 10-year relationship, but also you tried to grab your green card on this vulnerable dude that was married for like 15 years, single for six months. And all of a sudden, you know, these two beautiful women are giving him all the attention. So he thinks he's about something 
but really you're you have a scam you're trying to come to america to better your life and so you put your latches into this vulnerable guy who you know say what you want about frankie but in my opinion he's vulnerable because he's he hasn't been in the dating scene in 15 years so he doesn't know what he's he's working with he lives in like small town america he's you know overweight all the things so he's he can be a target for this young pretty 20 something i'm sorry I, that's how I, I see him as a victim of a scam and i'm not for it so she's all pissed off and she's translating verbatim to Gabby and Gabby figures it out. She figures it out. She she realizes she kept saying, Abby, did you know? Abby, did you know? Abby! And Abby's not saying anything. And after 10 years, you know somebody. And so she's like, you know what? This is like ice cold water thrown in my face. You destroyed a beautiful fantasy. She's confused. And then she asked if, you know, Abby knew. And she asked Abby a couple of times. Abby says it was going to be a surprise. And what kind of surprise is it that this dude who you all met on vacay had a threesome with, and you've had many threesomes with different dudes. How is this different? All of a sudden, this is a surprise that this dude's going to come back from America and propose to you and take you to America and leave me here after 10 years of you and I being in an exclusive relationship. What? Surprise! Nothal, you were lying and scheming on him and on me. And now I found out and you didn't have the, the decency to tell me that this is what you were doing. Fuck you, Abby. That's what Gabby was feeling. Um... <clears throat> Gabby totally gets it. She's shocked. She's mad. She's sad, heartbroken. And she basically says, Abby fucked up. She lied to me. She betrayed me. And she's not sure if this relationship can continue. And I agree 100%. I agree 100% with Gabby. You have a relationship with someone for 10 years, and they all of a sudden have this side thing that they're doing on their own that they don't tell you about. And they're like, hey, yeah, peace out. I'm about to get a ring on my finger. I'm about to go to America, have my American dream, get my green card, live my better life, and then we'll figure out how to get you here. Nah, that's that's not how you treat your 10-year relationship. Uh, hey, S4A. S4A says he was the perfect victim for a scam. Scammers often target recently divorced or widowed. Facts. 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 I'm so like just blah and blah and blah over Abby. I think Abby is a scammer. I think Gabby didn't know how much of a scammer Abby was. And I'm just not for it. I'm not for it at all. That's it. I'm disgusted by it, to be honest. Um Moving on to Amber and Daniel. I want to say Amber is giving me 100% Karen vibes and not respecting her marriage. And you knew the situation. You knew that you were marrying a foreigner. You knew he wouldn't be able to work until he had his green card. You knew that you had to support him until he could work. Um, and now you're acting brand new and acting like he's not contributing. He has no rights. He has no say in this relationship because you pay all the bills. Well, you were paying all the bills when you were visiting him abroad all the time. And you knew what the K-1 visa process looked like. So don't, don't disrespect him because now you're feeling resentment. That's on you. That's on you, Amber. It's on you. And the way you're treating Daniel is like disgusting. Like I get, and I get, I see what she's saying, but still Amber, you knew what you were getting into. And and Daniel feeling like he's the head of the household because he's the husband, traditional Latin vibes. I get that too. But you guys are where you are because you made the decisions that you guys decided to make. So 
first of all, this whole scene was crazy. So they're going bowling. And my first note was, what does he have on? He has an American shirt on with some floral flannel, floral slash flannel shorts on, plus the K-130, right? So he's definitely, in the eight months that he's been there, he's gained 30 pounds for sure. So American shirt times floral slash plaid shorts times K-130 equals hot mess. And she has like leggings and a sweater on. Both of them look like a hot mess. And, you know, I don't want to be like super judgy, judgy, but I will say this. I'm going to be a little bit judgy. They seem very Florida. (laughs) Not Miami, not West Florida, but Bible Belt, Florida. They seem very much like that. Like their whole vibe was like, what is happening? Um, Crystal says, why get a house if you can't afford it? Now they're going to be on the street if her sister isn't there or a friend doesn't move in. They're not even in paradise. Why are we seeing them anyways? Hey, Shanta, you're new. And Shanta says, exactly. Why did she let him leave out the house looking like that? Fact, Shanta, fact. But then I looked at her outfit and I was like, I don't know if she's anyone to say anything better than. And Blanca says, I think they both need to compromise if they want their marriage to work out. They need to start treating each other as equals. Those are facts. So they're going bowling in these hideous outfits. And Amber is deciding that she's going to tell Daniel that Ashton is moving in like the very next day which I thought was completely disrespectful of her because she's known for months that her gay bestie is moving in and she didn't tell her husband. And you've already moved your sister in and her four fucking cats and you guys already know how I feel about cats. So y'all have one bathroom, three bedrooms, and Amber can't afford the mortgage. So she's just railing all of her people's in like, Everyone come live with me so that I can spend like $100 on my mortgage and y'all can pay for the rest of it. That's the vibe I was getting from her. I keep moving all these people in. So um, as Daniel is living his American dream and saying, I'm a bowler now and I've seen this on, on American TV all my life and now I'm doing it. She's saying, hey, by the way, um, we're moving Ashton into the third room. Daniel gets super pissed off because it's a small house. It's already Amber. It's already Daniel, her sister, the four cats. And now it's also going to be Ashton. And he's upset because, you know, he's a contractor. He's he's worked on houses. He wanted to turn that third room into a second bed bathroom. And now instead, someone else is going to be living in that room. Um. <clears throat> Vanessa says, seriously, super Florida. They've both been eating their feelings. Hey, Beverly, you're new. Welcome, girl. Hey, girl, hey. Is Gio, did I miss that Gio's in the in the chat? If he is, hey, Gio. Hey, Gio, hey. Um, so Amber has no respect for her husband. Mandy, thank you so much for the super sticker. I appreciate you supporting the show. I just appreciate you guys. Thank you so very much. Um, All your support is always, 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 always much appreciated. So thank you so much, Mandy. So Amber has no respect for Daniel whatsoever. Like whatsoever. No respect. She's making all the decisions because she feels like, I'm bringing in all the checks. I'm bringing all the money. And so I'm going to make all the decisions, which is not how you deal with a relationship. Like, it's not like you just met Daniel two days ago. You've been with him for a few years and finally you guys got married. You decided this is the man that you want to live your life with. And yet now you don't respect him because he's not working because he can't work because he doesn't have his, his green card yet. So instead of, verbalizing how you're feeling about the financial pressures. Instead, 
you're going to um, just take away all his feelings and beliefs about your relationship. That's terrible. It's really, really terrible. And that is not how you're going to have a successful marriage. If you're already resenting him right now and it's only been eight months, can you imagine what's going to happen one year, two years, five years, 10 years down the road? And for you to hold over money over your relationship is really, really, really terrible. So she moves in her friend, um, Ashton, and Daniel's all freaking out, but she's like, you don't pay the mortgage here. Um, so I make the decisions and Ashton's going to help with the bills. I feel financial stress, so I don't care what you say. And he's pissed off because she's known for some time that she's going to move her, her friend Ashton in, but she waited till the last minute to tell to tell her, to tell him. And so he's like, what kind of relationship is this? I thought we were 50-50. I thought we were partners. I thought we discussed things and we did things to move together and forward in a relationship. But if you're not telling me anything, then what kind of relationship is this? And I'm saying, yeah, it's been a mess. It's been a mess. And it's a mess because she doesn't respect you because you're not bringing any money in. So here we are. Um, so Daniel goes on to say, you know, are we not partners? Partners are 50-50. And she's like, no. Nah. We're not partners because we're not 50-50. I'm doing 100%. And so we're not partners. And in my mind, I was just like, wow. Hey, Maura, hey. Oh, thank you, April. I haven't watched the show, but wanted to pop in and hit that thumbs up and show support. I really appreciate you guys. Make sure you like and subscribe. We are trying to to tell a friend to tell a friend because apparently a lot of people don't know that I have a YouTube page. So make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend and make sure you like and subscribe. Thank you, April, for reminding me. I appreciate that so very, very much. Um, so yeah, Amber has no respect for her husband. She thinks she runs shit because she pays for everything. And that's unfortunate to me. And so the tensions are high between Amber and Daniel. And he's been utilizing that third room for his clothing. And she's like, Hey, you need to get your shit out of there because Ashton's moving in today. Uh, and so he does that. And then Ashton comes and it was like awkward for everyone. It was awkward for everyone. He comes in. Daniel's trying to lay down the law. Like you can't bring friends in. You can't have parties. You have to clean up. You have to respect the place. And Ashton's like, whoa, you're coming in like guns a blazing. I just got here. And Amber's like, well, listen, Daniel, you can't say all that because Ashton will be paying rent. So if he decides that he wants to bring someone in, then he can bring someone in and that's okay with me. And Daniel got his feelings hurt and got upset because he felt like, you know, my wife should side with me and your husband should be number one and the man of the house. And he didn't expect Amber to take Ashton's side. And so he got his feelings hurt and I'm not mad at him because I get what he's saying. Like, we're partners in this. We should be discussing everything and deciding what's 50-50 and what we decide to do as we move forward. And then I, uh, and that's it. I see what she's doing, but she's doing it in desperation and she's doing it to the detriment of her marriage because she's like, hey, I'm financially stressed. So I'm just going to do whatever it is to alleviate my financial stress. If that means bringing in my sister, her dog, her cat, her 10 cats, my best friend, his cousin from another baby mama, whatever I got to do. If I have to have 20 people living in the house, then that's what I'm going to do. And so she's, she's coming from a place of desperation and not thinking for the long haul. And especially because that's your husband now. 
Last and certainly not least is Carlos and Valentine. I still, you guys can't get over the fact that Valentine's only 28. He looks way older to me. Like, way older. I feel like he looks like he's... Because Carlos is 46. I feel like Valentine looks like he's, like, 40. So, like, 28. Because he's still in his 20s. He just looks... I don't believe that he's 28. And I'm going to tell you why at the top. Because originally, when he was talking about his ex-boyfriend, you guys, Victor... And he said he dated Victor 12 years ago. So I did the math. And 28 minus 12 means he was 16 when he was dating Victor. However, when Victor talks about, like, being jealous and all of that stuff, Valentine responds. And instead of saying 16, he says he was 18, which makes more sense to me because that would make him 30. So I'm a little like mm, about this whole age thing with Valentine and Carlos. I think he's probably more in his 30s rather than just being 28. But eh. the math was not mathing as I was writing my notes. <sighs> Morph says, cousin from another baby mama. I hate when that happens. Facts. Facts. My cousin from a baby mama, another mama, mama. You guys, I just I just learned that my personal baby daddy is a freak in the streets, and I am not over it. After I do this, I'm gonna definitely need a cocktail and dig into my baby daddy and why he is running amok and being a freak in the streets. <laughs> and if you don't know who my baby daddy is, my baby daddy is Drake. And apparently, there's a whole story that came out today that. My baby daddy's a freak in the streets. And I didn't know. All right, Carlos and Valentine. Valentine um, washed his mustache today, so apparently it was looking, like, extra fresh. They're on the way to meet... Um... Oh, wait, no. I said that wrong. Carlos washed his mustache, looking extra fresh. And him and Valentine are on their way to meet Carlos's best friend, one of them being his ex-boyfriend. You just learned he's a Scorpio that prefers strippers. What? Drake! In my soldier boy voice, Drake! Yes. Yes. Drake is Drake is for the streets, but I still love him, and he's still my baby daddy. Um, okay. Let me get back on track. Yes. Carlos washes mustache. Now Carlos and Valentine are going to meet his besties. And on the way there, Valentine decides to give Carlos a lecture on gay rights in America and how he's free and how he's not going to go out of the closet because he's been out of the closet for so long. And those people, you know, they paved the way for us, yada, 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 yada. He's trying to mansplain his behavior and lack of cultural awareness from the night before. And Carlos is like, I get you. I'm not trying to block your personality. You know, I'm from here. It made me uncomfortable. I'm trying to tell you how we do it. Um, and that's not how we do it here in Colombia. But I'm also inspired by you. And I know you can teach me some things about being more open and comfortable as a gay man, right? Which I thought was very um, mature of him. Say signs him up from the bottom. He still wants Carlos. Oh Lord Jesus. Um, so they meet the friends, and I I, I don't I think her name is oh, I can't even remember writing. So it's Victor and Yasin Dias. Yasin Dias, perhaps. Um, Victor is his ex-boyfriend slash best friend, and Yasin Dias is her his bestie. And 
they explain how, guess what? You know, meeting Valentine fulfilled all my expectations in real life. And we just love each other so much already. And everything is great. But the friends want to know more. And they want to know more about the polyamorous lifestyle that Valentine says he lives. Valentine tries to explain that he's capable of loving more than one person. And so they're like, they want to know, like, what if you meet someone else that you love more than Carlos? Like what happens then? And Valentine's like, well, if I happen to meet anybody and I love them more than Carlos, then I would hope that I could introduce that person to Carlos and that we continue to build a relationship together. And he goes on to say, you know, that can happen in, to anybody, even if you're in a monogamous relationship, it doesn't matter. You can fall in love with someone else, despite whether it's poly polyamorous or monogamous or whatever. And I was like, okay, wait, okay, time out. When you're in a monogamous relationship, in my opinion, you make a conscious decision to be faithful and honest and in a committed relationship with the other person that you've decided to be with. This whole, and again, because I watched Seeking Sister Wife and I still haven't figured it out, y'all, but I will say this. This whole, like, this season, I feel like none of them really wants to be in a polyamorous, polygamous lifestyle. I think that they don't really know the meaning of polygamy. And I just learned from interviewing Jared the different, like, polyamorous is different than polygamy. And there's another word, Crystal, you might remember, but there's another word for women who have like multiple husbands. There's another word for that. And they're all different things. But what I'm seeing here and what I'm also seeing on Seeking Sister Wife is that some of these people are using poly polygamy to disguise the fact that they just want to be for the streets. They just want to sleep with whomever they see whenever they see them and then disguise it under the umbrella of that they're living a polygamous lifestyle or like Valentine, he has a poly, he's living polyamorously. Nawful, you just want to fuck around. You want to be on Grinder and grind whoever you pop up and match with. Let's just be real with that. Okay. Bye, Blanca. Thanks for stopping by for the live. Appreciate you, girl. Hey, girl. Hey. That's how I feel. I feel like some people just want to be for the streets and want to hide behind all the things. Oh, is it polyandry? Thank you, Laura. That's the word I didn't know. So polyamorous, polygamy, and polyandry, which is women with multiple husbands. That part. Yeah that part so i think that valentine just wants to like like i said he wants to be on that app grinder and he wants to grind that's it that's it that's all and the fact that they haven't talked about the fact that you know i'm still learning about the tops and bottoms and they're still just two tops and then all of a sudden we find out that victor is literally jealous of Carlos and Valentine's relationship because he's still in love with Carlos and he's jealous that Carlos is going to introduce Valentine to his family. And he's like, Oh my God, you didn't do that when we were together. And I was like, well, dude, he was 16 years old. If you dated 12 years ago and indeed he's only 28 and he was only 16. So he was just coming out. And if he's still kind of in the closet, then 16, he would not have introduced you to anybody. So just calm down. Of course, he didn't introduce you to his family. And then Victor goes on to say that, you know, Valentine came at the right time because now Carlos is more mature, this and that, and he gets the benefits of all that. Well, sounds to me like you're super jealous still. Um, and Carlos is like, you know, when I was with you, it was a different time. I wasn't as mature and Victor's still jealous and Victor still loves him and Victor still wants to be with him. So no, not only are you like, oh, you're my bestie, but like low key, I still want to be with you. 
And Valentine takes it all in stride. He's like, cool. I'm polyamorous. You should join us. And Victor's like, hey, why not? And so I don't know if that's where they're going to go with the with the storyline. But if, okay, let me, let, let me get this right. If Victor is a bottom, then Valentine will get what he, Valentine and Carlos will get what they want because they're both tops. And the reason that Valentine wants to bring a third person in is because Victor and Carlos are tops and they need a bottom for the relationship. Did I get it right? I think I did. So I wouldn't be surprised, y'all, if all of a sudden they found their third and their third is Carlos's ex's Victor. Because obviously, and I, I can't believe I'm saying all this stuff, but I'm just thinking about it. If if Carlos and Victor were in a relationship and we already know that Carlos is a top, that main Victor was a bottom. So now we have Victor. No, wait, we have Carlos and Valentine tops and Victor a bottom. Boom, there's your polyamorous relationship. Oh, Lord Jesus. This is too much for me to know on a Saturday afternoon. Anyways, y'all. Oh, did I talk about? Yes, I did. Did I talk about Sherlon? Yes, I did. That's everything. That was the episode. Let me tell you guys, I'm still learning a lot. I love the show. The VCV, Victor. Oh, yeah. Victor Carlos Valentine. That's very fresh of you. It's very fresh of you, Mandy. Is there a visa for your third, though? <laughs> Vanessa, I don't even understand how it works. I'm still stuck on even seeking sister wife. Like, how does that work? So, um, with um, Sidian and What's-Her-Face, they're dating Ariel in the Philippines, but you're already married. So, it's Sidian and What's-Her-Name? Why can't I think of her name, you guys? Sidian and Tasha. Sidian and Tasha are married, but they're going to date Ariel in the Philippines. So then is he going to also divorce Tasha so he can bring Ariel over? I just don't even know how that whole thing works. Um, <clears throat> sounds like a bad sandwich. VCV. Michelle says, one person is hard enough to deal with. Sometimes in a relationship, can't imagine more people to deal with. April says, all right, nice to see everyone. Have a wonderful weekend. April, thank you for joining. Appreciate you. Yes, y'all. Thank you for joining. Don't forget to like and subscribe to tell a friend to tell a friend. And uh, I will see my Patreon subscribers in a couple of hours. Besides that, you guys have a great weekend. And I'll see you very shortly with more shows. Bye for now.